0: Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Menez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the Wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I, I don't, wait, I don't, I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When, when did that, or when did that happen? Or when we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay, now I don't, I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one sexual tension filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: And joining us today, we have uh, our friend Catherine Brown. Hello. Hi. I'm glad to join you guys today. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, so today, we'll be talking about minute 96, which starts with Aragorn uh, somberly placing uh, the hilt part of Narsil back on the the tray the pedestal and ends with that really pretty sweeping shot of Rivendell at dusk. Yes. I, think
0: I it's love a little bit. That it's shot. fairly dark, but yeah, it's very pretty. Yes. The miniature looks very nice in the in uh in nightfall.
1: I've always really liked the little um the gazebo little thing. Yeah. That,
2: mm-hmm. I don't know,
1: there's like fairy lights all over it. Oh, so good.
0: Rivendell's a very pretty set.
1: I want to live there.
0: Very pretty miniature, (laughs) actually, because each of these buildings is only about two, two and a half feet tall.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, and the whole setup, all like put together on what it sits on, is a little over six feet wide.
2: That's so in like both directions. Yeah,
0: so it's like a like a tiny little
2: Rivendell. It's
0: like a someone someone made a little Christmas village
2: (laughs) (laughs) for
0: all the elves to live in.
2: Oh,
1: where's Santa? Is that uh, Gandalf? Yes.
0: <laughs> to, once a year, uh, Gandalf wears a red outfit. He's he's Gandalf the Red and he's Santa Claus.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Uh, That's, can I'm you so matter? glad we're recording this after Christmas because I would just have that image in my head all holiday season long.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Gandalf is Santa Claus. It's
1: our gift to you. He puts a
0: he puts a big big white cotton ball on the point of his hat.
1: A cotton ball. <laughs> Do you think Ratigan dresses up at Santa Claus, but instead of like a cotton ball, it's like a bird and that's where he got all that bird crap in his I'm never over the bird crap, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yep.
0: Everyone <laughs> in the movie stares at it and he's just like, What? It's Shug? fine. I don't even know why you're upset.
2: Why are you judging?
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I uh I really like this this little conversation here and then we kinda get a continuation of this conversation tomorrow. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of placed. It's paced strangely. Thinking about it as like the same kind of conversation, because there is this like big sweeping shot of Rivendell before it continues.
1: Well, I mean, because we're not privy to their whole conversation. Yeah, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow. Yes. But
0: but mm-hmm. uh, I just want to say that Viggo Mortensen is so good at looking so sad. So sad. Like so incredibly. Painfully, like metaphysically sad.
1: There's that mm-hmm. shot where he says, um "The same blood flows in my veins," and he looks like a kicked puppy dog.
0: Yeah, the same he does. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's so sad.
0: His blue the uh, the blue eyes don't help,
1: right? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's supposed to be like this eighty eight year old man, and I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> why?
0: Yeah, he's just, he's so good. At- so pained.
1: Yeah. Which is I mean, that's why he's the like the lead. I mean yeah. not the lead, but right. one of the, the leads.
0: The lead mm-hmm. is Elijah Wood.
1: Right. Um, who also has those like crazy blue eyes that we've talked about so often yes. before.
2: I am so actually really that's a requirement you know, for being a lead on Lord of the Rings. Big blue eyes. <laughs> yes.
1: Everyone's got blue eyes.
0: I don't know if Vigo has naturally blue eyes, does he?
2: They don't look like
1: contacts.
0: They don't look like contacts. But a lot of the people on this movie are wearing contacts. But not yeah. Frodo. No. Definitely not Frodo. Elijah
1: well, Wood's eyes are just radio- that radioactive blue. Yeah. Constantly.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the blue on an American flag. It's like just there.
1: Well, no. I mean, it's not as deep as that. I would say like, you know, those shots of the Caribbean all- and all those like tourist the water. magazines. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: It's just so blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood's eyes—they're like deep pools, literally, of water. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's not a lot to talk about uh, background-wise through the commentaries of this scene, because most of what the commentaries talk about is Narsil, which we discussed in gr- at great length on yeah. our previous episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I learned more about swords than I than I ever knew so I wanted to know, cool. but I'm so glad I listened.
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: That's, I think that's the least that you and I have talked on a podcast. That's fine, though, which like, is great.
1: I um, at at the time of this recording that hasn't happened yet, so like you're in for some awesome sword talk, Catherine.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I look forward to
0: hearing it. Someone very, very passionate about the crafting of yeah, swords. Yes, it's awesome. It is pretty pretty awesome
1: i know it kind of rivals like the weta commentary because yeah. like nice. richard, taylor-
0: <laughs> richard taylor talks for like two minutes about the construction of yeah and
1: he's very straightforward about it about it but zach like zach was also very straightforward about it but he was like super into it and i love talking to people who are super into stuff yeah because it's my favorite <laughs> those are the best
2: kind of people to talk to
1: yeah
0: one of the um uh, one of the behind the scenes things that uh live talks about for the scene is that she's supposed to like kind of gracefully sneak up on Vigo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like a, an unseen just elf. Just like a peer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they're filming, it was very hard for the two of them to can t- keep concentration to this whole idea that she's sneaking up on him because her dress is full of beads.
1: Oh. And it's dragging oh. on
0: the floor of the set.
1: <laughs> yeah. hmm So
0: it's just... <laughs> While she's trying to gracefully walk around. I mean... And the, he turns his head in this scene, and I wonder if part of that is him just being like, oh, there it is. <laughs>
1: there's <laughs> my keto <cute. laughs> i mean having been in a very heavy dress very recently yeah i i understand her pain especially because they i mean we see a better glimpse of it um tomorrow but there's that really pretty long train that the dress has yeah. too so if you're trying to be sneaky in a train unless that train is made of like the most like I don't know. Like spider webbing. Like <laughs> you're not going to be very sneaky in a dress that has lots of layers cuz all that fabric is just crushing up against yeah. Yeah, you're just going to be rustling. It's like a walking bag of potato chips just like crunch crunch, crunch. <laughs> like. <laughs> at least that's how I felt at the wedding.
2: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I mean, consolation, you did not in any way resemble a bag of potato chips, well, which I'm is bad. what really counts.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> this? Instead of this scene, it's just a bag of potato chips and crinkle,
2: Aragorn, crinkle, Aragorn's crinkle, just emoting to, like,
1: a can of Pringles or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the same god. The blood
0: flows in my veins.
1: <laughs> same way-
0: Crinkle, 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 <laughs>
1: crinkle, and crinkle, And it's just, it's just subtitles.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we get with a lot of, uh, a lot of Arwen lines are like, subtitles.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, at this point, I think I would say 50% of her lines are subtitled. Yeah. Roughly.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she has the most, I think she definitely has the most, uh, Elvish lines of anyone in the movie. Uh, Galadriel might come close, but Arwen talks more across the trilogy.
1: Right. I mean, I, I can't remember if Elrond speaks Elvish. In the other two movies,
0: I'm sure he does some. I can't recall a specific instance, but I'm sure he does some.
1: Yeah, because he he says I can't uh, recall
2: either. But I
0: mean, Legolas certainly does.
1: Right.
2: Hold yeah. On. Yes,
1: he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that Elrond says Elvish at the very, very beginning in the prologue where he's commanding his troops. Yes, um, but
0: it's not subtitled.
1: No. no, it's just you know. It's him war- giving
0: military commands. Right. It's like ready, aim, fire.
1: Right. It's not like relevant. So.
0: Like Eloheim, mm. or whatever it is, he says, is something like that. Mm. So, that would sound
1: uh, like like Hebrew. An Elvis
0: shout. It's uh, it's hard to understand some of it through all the sword clashing.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Before the elven blender.
1: I know there isn't really much to talk about that we haven't talked about. I really like the pretty, the the lighting in this, yes. um, mm-hmm. and the transition from this corridor. To the open garden that we'll yeah, see. Yeah, from like
0: this kind of dimly lit. it's It feels like this area feels like religious, like a like a place of reverence. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. almost like a cathedral with an altar.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right well, he, down um, to the, the mural on the back of the wall. Right. Um, which about that mural I noticed like the camera is following Liv as she comes in and says her line. And right as she finishes that first line, if you look, Aragorn is like right in his sealed door's place. Ooh, covering up where Isildur is on the mural. Um, that is, which that is I found framing. incredibly interesting because the whole discussion is about how Aragorn and, and Isildur are not the same person. Right. So,
1: good. Uh, yeah, I'd never noticed that before. Maybe. I'm just super into, like, I don't know, Liv Tyler's face is just, like, there. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, she's so pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this conversation tracks the most closely out of... Uh, any so far with what we've been talking about off and on about reluctant legacies? Yeah, being like a kind of a theme mm-hmm. of this movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is this is very much directly that. I don't want to do this. You'll be fine.
1: Well, I mean, because we've talked about it with uh, Frodo and Aragorn. Yeah. and we will talk more about Boromir at length. Coming over oh, the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But even I think that kind of extends to Arwen, too, because we talked a little bit about how in the book she's compared to um,
0: Luthien. Luthien.
1: And in this movie, it's kind of hinted at, like, there's not like a one-to-one correlation, like she's telling you that, yes, I have been called Luthien before. Um,
0: (laughs) Unlike their conversation in the appendices. In the the appendices,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like that, that theme of, like inheritance and legacy and um not like,
0: wanting that legacy
1: yeah or like all of this has happened before all of it will happen again kind yeah. of thing um
0: well that's very much a, that's very much a theme of mythology in general so it really continues to lend to the right. idea that this is supposed to be like a mythology for mm-hmm. great britain
1: but i like that um aragorn doesn't want to accept his legacy but arwen in this scene and tomorrow's scene kind of fully embraces that And I like the juxtaposition of the two of them and their like where they're coming at emotionally. Because like, I mean, he's old, but she is like, oh, she's
0: like, (laughs) what what did we, what did we, she's like, she's like 2,600 or something like that. She's
1: almost 3,000 years older than him. So she's quite old. She's had some time to really like come to terms with the fact that like, well, you know, maybe, you know. Death ain't so bad, I guess. Like,
2: no. I got yeah. this it's pretty man to stare at. Years since she said she would marry him, and right. It's yeah, the movie doesn't give time us any context. About this.
0: The movie doesn't give us any context as to like how long they've known each other. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes from tomorrow. Yes. I just want to talk about tomorrow's
2: Scene so pretty. It is a it's, it's, it's a cool scene. A lot, it is. There's, it's there's, a gorgeous scene.
0: There's there's a lot going on in that scene. In, in tomorrow's scene with the direction and the acting and everything this, this is just many many things
1: yeah um mm-hmm. so since we have a shorter day today um catherine why don't you tell us a little bit about your background with either the movie or the books or and how you came to to experience lord of the rings <laughs>
2: Um, It's odd. I can't remember the first time that I either read the books or saw the movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was probably around 8th or ninth grade. Um, I know the first time that I met you, Cassandra, we started talking about Lord of the Rings and the possibility (laughs) of doing an all-night-long extended editions marathon, um, which didn't actually happen. Um, yeah I,
1: I ended up doing that with um, another group of fr- like my mom's like Girl Scout troop we ended up doing yeah. that and then after that happened I hadn't watched the movie since we started like doing research for this podcast <laughs> so it's yeah. been like it was, like over a decade because I was just like I can't I can't do that anymore
2: <laughs> yeah um it was the theatrical versions that I saw first and for a long time those were the only ones I saw but not very often because mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch them when my sister was home. Cause she would freak out and go hiding in the bathroom for like the entire movie. Oh. Um, yeah. My crazy sister. Um, <laughs> I saw the extended, I saw the extended editions for the first time. Um, just before I moved out of my parents and actually had my own TV and DVD player. So I could lock myself in a room and it wouldn't matter that my sister would go hide in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I saw them. Then I watched them a year or so ago when I bought the movie, the DVDs of the extended editions, yep. and then I rewatched Fellowship when you asked me to guest on the podcast. So.
1: So you haven't you haven't really seen the extended all that often.
2: No. I'm, okay. So I'm That's familiar cool. with the theatrical versions. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later this week. A scene where I was watching the extended going, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 so. The beginning of the Council of Elrond
0: is much different in the theatrical. It is.
1: Interesting. Yeah, because I mean I've I've mentioned this last week, but the only um, version of this movie and all the the other two movies that I've seen are the extended. So. <laughs> Uh, Norman just got his hands on the theatrical DVDs, so we're planning on uh, watching through those, and we're probably gonna do the theatrical of Fellowship as like our first um, like weekend Patreon episode whenever we get around to recording that. Cause <laughs> busy <laughs> <laughs> schedules of yeah. yeah. time and adulting. <laughs> um, but that's cool. You're you're like the second guest in a row that has been more, more familiar, familiar with the, the, the theatrical. theatrical.
0: Which is which is mm-hmm. good because I've only kind of seen the theatrical fellowship. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it all in a row. Yeah, but I have mm-hmm. some amount of knowledge about things that aren't in the theatrical. Like at the beginning of the the Council of Elrond, some of the conversations not there.
2: Mm-hmm. They like
0: skip ahead quite a bit. There's like two or three minutes of com- of dialogue that's not in the theatrical.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. And
0: I think that this this little conversation is slightly different than the theatrical, but I'm not 100 percent sure.
2: I think it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. If so there were t- any changes, there wasn't anything that I really noticed. So, because like, I know there's
0: another conversation with Aragorn. There's a conversation between Aragorn and Elrond in Rivendell that's not in the theatrical. Right. And I think that'll be next week.
1: I think so. After like the near com- the
0: tail end of next week.
1: Is that after the council?
0: It might be two weeks from now, actually, yeah, because yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's after the council.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's on disc two. What?
0: Yes, it's on disc two.
1: <laughs> We're almost there.
0: <laughs> almost. <laughs> We're so close.
1: We're getting there. Yeah, I'm like, like this is like a well, well, we'll be talking about the only it uh, this the week only week. annoying
0: thing about watching the the commentaries on the DVD is that they split a minute and half. Right. When to mm-hmm. switch from disc one to disc two, so the commentaries are going to be somewhat annoying to watch through. <laughs> for that, you don't want to, I'm not going to want to do that the day we're recording. Like logistical taking notes. stuff, I'm going to want to like do that a couple days out and like take the notes and be like, oh, I don't want to get. Now pressed. I
1: have to switch the DVD four times in a row.
0: <laughs> yeah, back and forth four times for the four commentaries.
1: Um, but all oh, that's said, uh, but I think that about wraps it up for today i think it does uh we're so. from the website um uh, duelinggenre.com and uh we are also on patreon which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support uh, we will be putting up content on the patreon soon So um, be on the lookout for that um all of our other podcasts are up on patreon too so um and thank you Catherine, for joining us today
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. And uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Uh, have a good Monday, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. 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 <laughs>